The connection between you and your therapist matters. That's why Alma focuses on helping you find the right someone to talk to, not just anyone. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search by what you want to focus on, like anxiety, relationships, or big life transitions. You can also specify preferences around gender, race, faith, and more to help you find someone who's more likely to understand where you're coming from. Alma also makes it easy for therapists to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of providers in their directory accept insurance for sessions, so you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash not just anyone to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash not just anyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. It was announced on Friday that the Miami Dolphins were involved in a late round pick swap. It was not for a starter, was not a starting center, not a starting linebacker. However, Joshua, the Miami Dolphins thought we should bring in Chase Claypool. That's what this team needs is a Chase Claypool. So, Josh, what on earth do you have to say about that? Yeah, so the Bears, um, you know, they just, what, last year or whatever, gave up a second-round pick for Chase Claypool. Now they just gave up uh, Chase Claypool in a 2025 seventh-round pick in exchange for a 2025 sixth-round pick. So the Dolphins pretty much did not give up anything. And, um, you know, we kind of talked about this throughout the last few pods about needing that bigger target. You know, I kind of even think I joked and threw Chase Claypool's name out there. But this is a guy who, um, you know, at one time a lot of people thought he was promising, right? And to think about what's going on right now with the Dolphins receiving corp, and it feels like every year, you know, we come in thinking highly of the cornerback room, you know, the receivers. We don't need that anybody at those positions. Then they start to fall. I mean, I think this says a lot about – Eric Ezukoma's injury and, you know, how long he could be out and then River Craycraft as well. So the Dolphins saw an opportunity to, you know, bring in a talented young player who, you know, let's be honest, is probably on his last leg with any NFL team based on some of the reports out of Chicago. So um, he wants it bad. The Dolphins saw an opportunity to go out there and get him. And um, I'm intrigued by it for sure. But I know never thought we'd be coming on here talking about Chase Claypool, um, you know, before the Giants game. Definitely a low-risk, high-reward type move, too, for this Dolphins team. Uh, River Craycraft, he's also on IR, something to keep in mind, too. And there's just a lot to like about going for a player like Chase Claypool. He's about to enter free agency. He's only counting, what, two mil against the cap, and none of that's guaranteed, I believe. And you said it, Josh. You hit the nail on the head. This is someone who has something to prove in the NFL. So far this year, he has four receptions on 14 targets for 51 yards and a touchdown. And... There's a lot of people out there like, oh, you know, we don't need someone who's going to cause problems in the locker room or, you know, have these outbursts to the media. Because one of the things that happened with Chase Claypool is he was a little bit frustrated. He wasn't getting any extra targets or different things like that. All of a sudden, he's not getting any targets at all. He's not even active. 
Uh, I think it was two straight games he wasn't active. So the Dolphins thought, all right, let's bring him in. And two, Josh, something to keep in mind. What did people say about Robbie Chosen when he first joined the Dolphins? Was he, wasn't he supposed to be a little bit of a headache? I think things are a little bit different when you have a Tyree Kill and a Jalen Waddle as your 1A, 1B. And you see, you know, what what Robbie Chosen do when he was able to get on the field, right? He caught a 60-yard touchdown bomb, which probably is going to keep him on some team's practice squad for another two years at least. Who knows? He could even bounce back more than that. So there are opportunities in the Dolphins offense, and I think Chase Claypool knows, knows that. Yeah, man, Um, not to get too nerdy and throw out stats there, but through his first two seasons with the Steelers, uh, 121 receptions, 1,733 yards, 11 touchdowns, had some rushing attempts, and then he went to Chicago and only had 18 catches and one touchdown. So um, which Chase Claypool are we getting here? But I think you're right, man. I mean, if he can go to any team and turn it around, it has to be an offense like Mike McDaniels, you know, with a receivers coach like Wes Welker, learning from Jalen Waddell. Um, Tyreek Hill, he's still a young player. So um, it is worth noting again, like you said, he will be a free agent at the end of this year. So say he does ball out. I mean, maybe the Dolphins, can you get a conditional pick if he balls out and leaves? I mean, I don't know exactly how that works, but um, this is a guy who they had an opportunity to go out there and get somebody who does something different than these other guys. Yes, he's fast, but again, he's six foot four, man. So um, definitely intriguing. I thought it was funny. There was a quote from Chase Claypool when he was asked about uh, being at in Chicago. And he's like, obviously, there are other places you can say, oh, I want to be on the best offense with the highest passing yards. But that doesn't happen in football. You just have to make do with what you got. And, you know, I think like a week later now he's traded to the Dolphins, you know, highest passing offense and all that good stuff. So intrigued to see how quickly he picks up this offense, because as we know, it is an offense that takes time and I mean, Eric Ezekoma was redshirt the entire year because he couldn't pick it up. So how devoted is Chase Claypool and what type of role can they forge for him? But um, Mike McDaniel's probably looking his chops a little bit. I don't want to instantly like like point my eyes at like the shiniest, flashiest opportunity possible. But everybody knows about that four touchdown performance Chase Claypool had his rookie season against the Philadelphia Eagles. And it was kind of funny because at first I saw a three touchdown performance and I was like, Three touchdowns, yes, it's a great game, but I thought it was like a little little higher up. I think he actually made some photoshops about it. And then I realized his fourth touchdown was a rushing touchdown. That's the one I missed. And all of a sudden, man, the gears started going. I'm like, oh no, is this is this gonna be someone who can fill in for Eric Azucoma where he, when he's coming uh until he comes back from this neck injury? The the gears started going. And then you know, Josh, you look at these stats. 62 of 109. I don't think he's going to get 109 targets, but 873 yards, nine touchdowns, a three touchdown game. I think this is a fun, fun red zone target that the Dolphins are going to have. Uh, something they've really been lacking. Yeah. Weren't we talking about Mac Collins too, jokingly? I mean, yes. this is that this is that big potty now. So it'll be interesting to see the way um, they utilize him and, you know, how quickly, again, he can get out on the field. Because like you said, man, this could be just, you know, as simple as run that end around like uh, Eric Ezekoma did and give him a couple touches throughout the week. And I don't know if you saw it, man, but Tyreek Hill was tweeting out. He was kind of stoked about it. It seems like uh, the Dolphins locker room is going to be welcoming him. But if for some reason this does snowball, I know a lot of people, everyone wants to say he's a cancer. Isaiah Wilson was a cancer too, right? And they snapped their fingers and got rid of him pretty quickly. So um, the Dolphins don't owe anything to keep Chase Claypool around. But um, I also think Omar Kelly said there might be an injury to Braxton Berrios too to watch. So, you know, we could use him and now's the right time, right? Get him acclimated to this offense now. So um, when we're trying to do this thing late in the season, um, maybe Chase Claypool can make a difference. Josh, we're both two really positive Dolphins fans. We like to get hyped up about Always. players. Um, yeah, Robbie chose me, yeah. me to get hyped up about a mid receiver. I mean, this is my kind of. <laughs> and 
if this is a receiver that's a 70 in Madden, there's no doubt that Josh is going to absolutely love him. Uh, but hey, thinking about that Buffalo Bills game, one, it was weird because Braxton Berrios led the team in targets, but two, Robbie Chosen got targeted once in coverage, Josh. And what happened on that play? The pass sailed a little bit and it ended up in an interception. And, you know, there can be an argument to be made that Tua could have thrown the ball a little uh, little lower. There could be an argument made that he shouldn't have gone for it or he shouldn't have thrown the ball at all. However, things would have looked so much differently if Robbie Chosen was a player who is known for uh, going up and catching the ball at the high point, the Mike Gusicki, the Devontae Parker. Chase Claypool is someone that can do that, where when you see the safety deep and you are uh, still in front of your cornerback like that and, and kind of sandwich between them, you can throw that ball up there as that jump opportunity. We saw it happen with Raheem Moster and he actually made the play last week. Uh, but that's where I see this happening. I'm not trying to like hate on Robbie Chosen, but I think Chase Claypool has a little bit more flexibility and just being able to go up and high point the ball can be such a difference maker when, you know, defenses are playing you to uh, really force the ball into those tighter windows. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast yeah and let's be honest too has already shown before that he can make those throws i mean there's a couple fades that he threw i mean he can hit tyree kill you know in a window so um it'll be interesting again to see how it all works out and to see how devoted chase claypool was and i do think uh I, I don't have the exact quote in front of me. I do have a bunch of quotes or a few quotes, but the one that's really stuck out was, you know, Mike McDaniel was asked, I guess, about the reputation that Claypool had throughout the league. And he's like, I'm a guy that wants to see it to believe it or something like that. You know, everyone kind of has a clean slate. Um, I can hear that he's this guy and that guy, but I want to see it for myself. So um, again, it's going to be up to Chase Claypool, which version we're going to get of him. But um, you know, he's hanging on by a thread and you would hope that he wants to go out there and do the best in an offense that, you know, he could only have dreamed of he'd be in a couple weeks ago. And it's kind of refreshing too, just to reflect for a minute. I mean, we're so used to, you know, having the Dolphins like need these veteran receivers to come in and, and be productive. Um, the scenarios I look at are Chad Johnson. The Dolphins really would have loved for him to come in and be good. Uh, there was another player. Oh, I just had at the tip of my tongue. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to get at is the Dolphins are in such a great scenario where they don't need to 
this isn't a desperate move, right? This is an opportunity for him to come in and make plays. But in reality, the Dolphins already have one of the best passing offenses in the league. So it's just a little refreshing that we kind of get to be in a situation where players can come in and prove it. And you're not just sitting there begging, like, please, look at Nene, be that guy we need on the outside or whatever, you know, random free agent receiver you want to bring in. It's nice knowing that, hey, we can make sure that they have time to adjust to our system instead of throwing them right into the fire as well. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember what year it was, but I think it's probably going to be a lot like that time uh, Randy Moss went to the New England Patriots, right? This is pretty much that type of move. Oh, yeah. this, this is our Randy Moss. For Maple sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, how many? 20-plus uh, touchdowns. So um, that, that's what we're expecting, actually, people. But in all seriousness, uh, it's nice to see the Dolphins, right, throwing these um, darts and trying to take a flyer on these guys who, you know, other teams in the years past might do that and they'll end up having success, you know? To switch it just a little bit, we have some more injury news for the Miami Dolphins, and that is that Teron Armstead, starting left tackle, is going to be placed on injured reserve. He got rolled up during uh, during the Buffalo Bills game, was forced to leave about a third of the way through the game. So Teron Armstead ended up playing a game and a third before suffering the injury that is going to keep him out at least four weeks. Uh, according to Cameron Wolf of NFL Network, Mike McDaniel is expecting it to be closer to that four-week mark. Which, if you start kind of doing a little bit of math, a little bit of research, that puts you in Germany against the Kansas City Chiefs. And two, with that, I don't know if you'd activate Tron Armstead just to go over to Germany and then have a bye week. Uh, but Josh, this isn't really too unexpected. It's very disappointed. You know, we see that you can have a Kunga line out on the out in the end zone when you have someone like Tron Armstead with you. But um, yeah, it seems like uh, the Dolphins are going to be relying on Kendall Lamb for a little while longer. Yeah, and I mean, he looked solid, right, when given the opportunity, but this is not what you wanted. I mean, I mean, at the beginning of the year, you could have asked us who would, you know, would be that domino to fall that could ripple this entire season. Two would have been one, and then I probably would have said Teron Armstead, number two, but, you know, maybe we're starting to see it could be Connor Williams as well. So you hope Kendall Lamb can continue to play at that high level that he was playing at, um, but this is not what you want from that guy that, you, you know, gave X amount of money to. Um, has really not played a healthy season. I mean, I think I've written down he only played one 15-game season in his 11-year career. Um, so, I mean, we knew what we were getting when we signed, and we knew throughout the year we were going to be missing Teron Armstead. So, you know, I guess it's I'd rather it happen now and hopefully get him back, you know, the same time with Jalen Ramsey and some of these other guys, right, and hope to ride this wave. But uh, it just sucks because your offensive line is so much different with the Teron Armstead in there, but you just can't. You just, I feel like even next year, can you go in there feeling confident that you have a guy at left tackle? And then what do you do? I think you already restructured his contract, right? So that's already spread out throughout. Um, I'm spitballing here, but it sucks losing Toronto Armstead. Well, yes, you'd love to have a guy at left tackle, but the Dolphins are in a pretty, pretty decent situation where they have a couple guys at left tackle. Kendall Lamb in relief. He has allowed six hurries this season. He's not that great of a run blocker, uh, but that's something the Dolphins are going to have to deal with all throughout the offensive line. You consider that this rushing attack just continues to be bananas either way, despite the fact Tron Armstead hasn't played a lot. And Josh, I think that's an awesome point you make where this team has some time to get healthy. They know what they're competing for, right? Every game's important, but... They're 11-point favorites. I think that's even grown since I've looked that up uh, over the New York Giants. So you want to be safe with your guys. I think Tron Armstead, uh, there were rumors that he was even trying to beat that four-week time, but the uh, Miami Dolphins, Mike McDaniel, it seems like he says this quite a bit, and it's certainly understandable that he's keeping it safe with his guys. He'd rather play it long-term and hope that, hey, if we keep him out this extra couple of weeks, maybe he'll be better down the road. Because, Josh, there are also scenarios where you could bounce people back, and 
it's hard not to see what's happening in Cincinnati with the Bengals. And you wonder if they kind of just shut down Joe Burrow for two weeks, you know, you're still losing games to begin the season. And all of a sudden you wonder, Hey, if we just shut him down, would he be back? And the outcomes would still be the same. Those are those second guessing situations you don't you know, want to get yourself into. So I understand them being safe and holding out Armstead for the extended period of time. Yeah, I'm good with it too. And I'm sure Armstead would love to be out there, but you know, with the way the schedule's starting to look, I mean, we don't want to say it's an easy schedule, right? Right now, but we got some winnable matchups coming up and I just feel like um, it is better to, you know, do the precautionary thing. And again, they already saw how Kendall Lamb looked, right? I mean, you had to feel pretty confident in that and, um, and knowing that he can step up when called upon. So um, we'll see, but again, it definitely sucks when you're paying Toronto Armstead all that money. And, you know, he's proven to be a leader and proven to, you know, be the orchestrator of that Congo line, you know, so it's, it's a bummer. The Miami Dolphins are hoping to get back on track. Three of their first four games were on the road. They are headed back to Hard Rock Stadium this Sunday to welcome in a New York Giants team that is absolutely struggling. Josh, you, you guide us here. What do you what are you feeling? You want to start with offense? You want to start with defense? What's on your mind? I want to start with Let's start with defense. I mean, is not is it not the defense that we really want to see step up this week? I mean, um, I think we had written down that Daniel Jones was sacked a total of 23 times now um, this year. I think 11 last week. I mean, this is an opportunity for that defense to get right. Andrew Van Ginkle has proven to be, you know, dynamic off the edge. Has proven that he can be that guy week in and week out, at least so far throughout four weeks. But who else is going to step up? We heard Jalen Phillips, Connor Williams. I know that's the offense side of the line, but I think Mike McDaniel said they're evaluating them um, today, later today in practice. So uh, we'll see if they start or if they play, but you just want someone else to step up and to get that pressure on the other, other side, because um, as we saw last week, if you're not pressuring a quarterback, um, it doesn't matter who that quarterback is. Even if I would prefer osmosis Jones over Daniel Jones. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus